Welcome to Shatter the Stigma, where Alex and Sam, two psychology majors, explore all things psychology. We discuss random psychology facts, our own mental health struggles, and whatever comes to our ADHD brains. Just a disclaimer, we are not licensed professionals. We are just two university students that really love psychology. This is for education and entertainment purposes only. Welcome back, guys. Today, we're going to talk about life changes and your mental health. Yep, we are. (laughs) We actually have some pretty exciting news. Actually, I don't. Actually, Alex has some pretty exciting news. Alex? I do have exciting news. So I officially have a bachelor's of science in psychology. So I am about to go through a pretty big life change that is launching into being an adult, like a a real adult. (laughs) Adult. Wow. Yeah. How exciting. Exciting and scary, but mostly exciting. Very, very, both. Yeah. So what is something that you're doing as part of this transition? So something that for me is making this transition a little bit more scary is I am moving to a completely different state, which is, you know, not something I've ever done before. I grew up and went to college in the same state. So this is a really, really big transition for me, but I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to like pushing myself and like going out of my comfort zone and everything. So yeah, lots of very big transitions coming up. I also have a job out there. I'm not just like randomly moving to another state. I do have a job that I'm going to. We love that. We love that for you. Yeah. So with the whole moving and big life changes comes mental health and changes mental health. And as someone who has not graduated college yet, I'm almost there. But we all went through the high school college transition and that was for quite a few people. Yeah. So there's something that our audience can relate to. Yes. Especially right now. Like we wanted to bring up the whole like high school to college transition because this is kind of graduation season. So a lot of people are getting ready to go and go to college for their first years and everything like that. And there is a lot of stress and anxiety that comes with that. But there's also a lot of new and different experiences that you can be exposed to in college. I don't know if I should bring that up, but substance use and stuff is a pretty big thing in college that you don't see quite as much in high school and everything. And that can have a really significant, okay, well, I was a goody two shoes. Thank you very much. I did, (laughs) I was boring in high school. I did nothing. I was going to say, my high school had quite a bit of substance. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying it's a lot more like spoken about and I feel like it's a lot more accessible in college. For me, that's where I saw a lot of my close friends start to struggle is if they were using substances and everything that can kind of, I wouldn't say trigger, but I would say show the deeper side of what someone is struggling with. Like if they start to use substances to cope with school rather than just as maybe social lubricant or like something to do to enjoy. Yeah. So that's a big one that I've noticed throughout my journey with college. Like, I don't know if I talked about this. I can't really drink. I'm of legal age, but I have other issues that I can't really drink. So I have always kind of sat on the sidelines and seen all of my friends go through all this stuff. And so I don't know. I feel like it's kind of an interesting perspective from a college student that doesn't drink. (laughs) I don't know. I have a perspective of one that does. Okay. (laughs) I think another thing with the high school to college transition is being on your own for a lot of people that go to dorms and they're no longer with their parents 24 seven and they kind of have to take responsibility for themselves. Mm -hmm. 
and don't have that adult other than like an RA that no one really cares about. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so bad for RAs. Again, being on your own away from your parents for the first time can bring up a lot of stuff that you maybe haven't had to deal with. And it can also, I don't know, I, I know for me, I got super, super perfectionistic in college, at least my first couple terms in the dorms, you're in this kind of environment. I think it this also kind of can depend on your roommate and everything. My roommate is super good at studying, super good at school and stuff. And like, I kind of compared myself to her and I was like, oh, I need to live up to that and everything. And that took an impact on my mental health. My anxiety skyrocketed. And in addition to that, I don't know that, again, I don't know that I've mentioned this, but I went through all four years of college as a student athlete. I was on the track team at my university and that can add to it. So if you're transitioning from, high school to college and you're planning to be on a sports team just be cognizant of that that there is kind of this underlying kind of expectation I don't want to say expectation but there's this kind of feeling within college athletics that you expect to be performing at a very high level all the time and a lot of college athletes struggle with pretty significant anxiety at least from the people I've spoken to and have experience with so right now as you're in the middle of transitioning and as you're in the middle of going through this big life change is there anything you've noticed about your mental health that's differed whether it's positive or negative anything that's happened that you can talk about yeah I've I've noticed a lot that I've been incredibly anxious I'll be quite frank I do Mm -hmm. have anxiety when diagnosed with anxiety so I've been incredibly incredibly anxious overthinking absolutely everything to the point where I make everything seem so overwhelming and I kind of shut down and that has been really really difficult for me because the thing that I need to do to calm myself down is to be productive but I'm in such a heightened state of anxiety that I'm actually frozen and I can't do anything So it's been a lot of using grounding skills and coping skills to kind of get myself back into, in psychology, it's called the zone of tolerance, right? So if I get outside my zone of tolerance into like what I can't cope with and deal with, then I will shut down. And so it takes a lot of those grounding and coping skills to get me back in my zone of tolerance so that I can be productive and kind of work on enjoying this transition rather than being super stressed out about it. And I know for me, one of the things that really does help calm me down is to plan things out and like make sure that everything is as set up as possible for my transition to make it as easy on myself as possible. So yeah, kind of what I've been struggling with and kind of what I'm doing to help cope with it. (laughs) I think that that whole planning and making sure it's as easy as possible works with a lot of people. So Mm -hmm. How did you do that? So we've established fairly well on this podcast that I like to research things. Yeah. (laughs) So I did a lot of research and I reached out to people who live in the same state that I'm going to be living in, kind of got their advice or like people who have lived there. We have some family friends that have lived in the same state I'm going to be living in. So kind of gathering info on that side of things has been really helpful. I started to kind of build everything up and plan everything around once I got my job because from then from there I was like okay I have a job I have somewhere to go once I'm done so that means that I need to get x y and z so like an apartment somewhere to you know move to um I need to get like an apartment I need to get like banking set up in that state and like all of this kind of stuff so having that all set and ready to go again, super, super helpful for me. And just 
being willing to reach out and ask the stupid questions for people has been super useful because they know things that I don't know. And I've just used kind of the resources that I have. I have incredibly supportive parents that have helped me a ton. And again, incredibly supportive friends that have also helped me (laughs) through this transition. So I definitely relied on my support system to get me through this transition and get me all set up to be successful or as successful as possible. I'm glad you have that. I'm glad you're making this step this is a big thing for you. So, so during this whole life changing process, you mentioned that there were a couple times that you had a little bit of bad mental health incidents and that's okay. That's normal. That is it's so we want to validate that it's super normal to struggle during transition times you don't that's kind of concerning <laughs> like the best like of like that I don't even know I cannot picture a situation where someone would not yeah. so with that when you were in a situation like that Alex how did you cope with it I I think I said a little bit before like I use a lot of grounding skills because I tend to shut down. Like that's my go-to. I shut down. And then if I'm super, super overwhelmed, I cry. Um, Those are my two ways that I show, but it takes a lot to get me to that point. So it's kind of taking a step back and saying, okay, what do I need to do to take care of myself in this moment? Identifying exactly what's overwhelming me. Because in general, when I hit that point, it's, me trying to think about too many things at once and there's just one thing that pushed me over the edge or disproportionately stressing me out so sometimes it's taking a step back letting myself binge watch half a season of a tv show or something and just let my brain kind of go to mush for a half second or it can be directly addressing that problem so if I have a paper that I'm really stressed about yeah it might be like due in a week or so but if I can start to chip away at it earlier, then that can make me feel a lot calmer because this is a weird kind of description, but I swear this relates. I know that it won't seem like it relates when I start this, but I swear it relates. So I took a cooking class in high school and before we started any recipes and stuff, my teacher said that we had to get get everything out and like measure everything out. And it was called mise en place, which means everything in its place. And so like, that's kind of the phrase that I use to describe when I feel like I have control of everything I need to get done. That's like the phrase that always pops into my head. So that's kind of how I start to calm myself down and like, is mentally categorize everything into its place into the amount of time that I think it will take and everything like that. So yeah, that kind of mise en place, like everything is set and okay and under control and not overwhelming, spinning out of control, like my world's gonna end. (laughs) Kind of like a checklist? Yeah, like a checklist, but I'm really, really bad at writing things down. I think Sam knows this. So if I need to get something done, it has to be on a sticky note on like a surface that I can see at all times. (laughs) Which is honestly, I had like a sticky note calendar for school that I would call my assignment. What are you gonna Uh, do about that? (laughs) You, you know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm bringing all my sticky notes with me during the move, and I'm going to use it because that is the most effective way I have ever found to keep myself on track. Sticky note calendar, but for chores. You. Oh. Yes, but like you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, I mean, it is just you. So you know, if you want to live in filth, you do that. No, I don't live want to live in filth. Ew. So stick it on calendar with your calendar. calendar. <laughs> yes, but yeah. So that kind of checklist, I like to think of everything in its own little container, kind of like how I used to do it in that food class. I'm a very visual person. So like things that take longer are pictured in my head as bigger containers and stuff like that. But yeah, that helps me kind of calm myself down when I am in those like super, super overwhelmed, can't cope, can't deal, I'm in total shutdown mode, can't get anything done, which then increases my anxiety, right? So yeah, that's how I've coped with that aspect of this big transition and I'll I'll be honest when I was transitioning from high school to college I experienced some of the same stuff definitely not to the same scale but I definitely experienced that kind of like overwhelming feeling of like oh my goodness I I don't know what to expect I don't know I don't know anything I need to get all of this stuff done and I have no time and all of this but if you're wondering you definitely have enough time I always think that I'm, I'm moving in like a week and I am frantically packing and I'm like, I don't have enough time. No, I have enough time, but. <laughs> I did my high school college transition, you know, like for seniors, like, you know, class ended in May. So we graduated in June and, you know, you start college in like August or September, you know, your senior year in the fall, everyone applies to their colleges. They get their letters back, all of that. I was so anxious. I didn't do anything and I didn't apply until June. Oh my goodness. That's before. <laughs> and then I, then I started applying because I was, after I graduated, I was so anxious. I, I applaud you for doing that, but I <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, it's okay to take your time and do things last minute if you think that you can do it last minute. Yes. If you can, like I can write a paper in one night. Well, Alex, I don't know if Alex can. Um, excuse me. I once wrote a 4,000 word paper and read the book that the paper was on in one day. So okay. well, you, you, I underestimate you. I underestimate you. I, I still stand by the fact, and I got a really good grade on the paper, I stand by the fact that that was my peak in college. My peak in college was the day that I had to write a research paper, and I did 11 pages in four and a half hours. I know, right? I was like, damn, that was my peak. Yes. I yeah. love days. I think something else that's like helped me a lot in this transition is kind of reflecting back on the last several years and reminding myself that like I am capable because I kind of get into my head a lot that I can't do things and that I am an incapable person and stuff like that but then like kind of taking that step back and being like no you achieved a degree I haven't shared a lot of kind of my personal journey on here but I've struggled significantly with my health throughout college and I survived that and I conquered that and I came back and I competed in D1 sports and everything. So kind of taking that step back and reminding myself that I am accomplished. I know how to do things and I have the skills that I need to be successful has been super, super helpful in that. And even for those of you that are transitioning from high school to college and stuff, you have those skills, you've learned those skills at some point and 
a lot of times like no but like your high school teachers when they're teaching you these things they're not going to tell you like hey you'll need this in college or like this is going to be super useful in college no but then like you'll get to college and you'll be like oh that was super useful I learned this in high school and everything so that kind of having the trust that you know how to do things and you are capable has helped in both of my transitions that I've had from high school to college and now now college to adulting. Adulting? <laughs> adulting? Question mark? <laughs> and then even after that, I'll have another transition because I'll go from adulting back into school because I need to get a master's. Grad school. Grad school. So yeah, there's a lot of transitions in this year and the next couple of years that are going to be happening for me. But I think it's really healthy to struggle with transitions as long as you are able to like use your resources to cope with that. And it's okay to go to therapy. I just want to say that my therapist has helped me so much throughout this transition and everything. Cause like, I'm able to talk with her through things and she's able to kind of like remind me like, no, you have the skills to do this. Like you're capable of doing this and everything. So having that external source that's there to like, reaffirm that you you are capable and like all of these kinds of things can be so so helpful in these moments therapy is a 10 out of 10 recommend 10 out of 10 would recommend therapy we love therapy love therapy love therapy so much i want to be a therapist (laughs) (laughs) i just want to mention that it's i would say that like going through a transition and stuff it's a time if you have struggled with your mental health and stuff, it's a time that is very susceptible to relapse for a lot of different mental health conditions. So just being like super conscious and cognizant. And if you have a therapist talking with them about that, about any like urges that are coming up for you and everything like that can be so, so useful so that you can like get through this transition with either minimal relapse or none at all. I wanted to get that out there because the more that you talk and communicate about your mental health, the better you're setting yourself up to go through a transition in a healthy way and setting yourself up to kind of launch well, if that makes sense. Exactly. Very, very well worded, Alex. If that was a paragraph, that entire thing was one run on sentence, Sam. Yes, it was, but it was good. (laughs) (laughs) The message was there. I've just read my paragraphs though, and they generally are like one or two run on sentences. So if y'all were wondering, that's kind of just how I communicate. <laughs> you got your degree somehow. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I did get a degree. Oh, man. Almost there. You got this, Sam. You have to change your intro. We do have to change our intro at some point. I don't know what it's going to change to, but like, look out for that. (laughs) So moral of the story is that this is a really big life changing time for a lot of people of all ages. Yeah. Having mental health struggles during this time is normal. And if you don't, be concerned for you. If you look, you do not. So maybe reach out to a therapist if you're not struggling at all, because that's an issue. (laughs) I mean, I feel like everyone should be in therapy, but like, Anyways, we Uh, love therapy here. (laughs) We love therapy. Therapy's great. But regardless, moral of the story, it's okay to be struggling, especially during a big life transition. Uh It's normal. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And reaching out for help, including therapy, 
is a good idea. <laughs> We're excited for you. We're very excited for you. We're it's so great. excited. And we want to validate that it's both exciting and terrifying going through these changes. And that's completely normal to feel those mix of emotions, even though they feel so contradictory. Totally agree. They're yeah. mixed emotions. It's okay. All of the emotions. All of the emotions. All of the above. Just all of the above. your exam. Just all of the above. <laughs> D. All of the above. D. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> That hits too close to home. I just finished. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Our next episode will be longer. We just wanted to make this short one to kind of cover this topic because we thought it was important, especially with graduation season happening. Yes. Okay, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Shatter the Stigma. We are sponsored by our bank accounts. And if you'd like to contact us, our email is shatteringthemhstigma at gmail.com. Also follow us on Instagram at shatter.thestigma and on Twitter at shatter underscore stigma underscore. Thanks for listening.